Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Hey, welcome back to Wheelman of Genius. This is episode 46. Uh, it's the week between Bristol and Texas Motor Speedway. I don't know the exact date, um, but we're here and we're doing it. Uh, I am currently in Texas right now. Matt is at his house, just doing it, doing it the easy way. Yep. Per usual. Yeah, problem uh, with that. I feel like we've done so yeah, much my better. My house every single time at mine. I feel like it's we've done way better. The podcasts have been way better since I've started being at home. I just don't like the audio quality, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, I just got off the plane, came straight to the hotel, fired up the Zoom. We're trying Twitch for the first time, so if you're watching on Twitch right now, thank you for joining. Don't know if there's any there's, of y'all right now. There's one person. Good deal. Good deal. There's one uh, person, and that's the same person who listens to this podcast. Okay. Cool. Well. Hopefully they'll file in. We'll see. Uh, coming off a good weekend at Bristol last week. Fifteenth um, in the truck. Probably should have done better there if we didn't get that damage early. And then eleventh in the car, uh, which I was pretty happy with. Uh, I've been talking a lot of crap saying I was going to win both races, but I really deep down I knew that really wasn't going to happen. But I knew we were going to run good there. I love Bristol. Uh, my probably my favorite racetrack it's weird how uh similar it is to the fifth mile behind tms i swear that's where i get all the get it all from that's why i just kind of naturally like that place i think if you think to, to people that are good there uh the bush brothers are badass there but that's because the bull rings the same thing as bristol pretty much so uh yeah the fifth mile at TMS and Houston Motorsports Park with the concrete corners and the VHT. I, uh, I give all the credit to those places for my success at Bristol. But, yeah, it went really good. Uh, played a good strategy Saturday or Friday night in the Xfinity car. Ran third forever. I was shocked when we were running third after 15 laps on that restart. Just kind of hanging in there. And then once the tires finally kind of started to get hot and the lane started moving around, they were kind of able to get back to me shuffed me back around the the top side of the top 10 there and uh yeah that was that was bristol i was really happy with it though good cars both days truck and car i guess i should say and uh yeah good weekend for sure for alka seltzer on the four car as well get them a good run nice good placement there i get that one in at the end yeah have to but it was yeah it was a very interesting weekend Seeing as they only put down one coat of the PJ one on the bottom, yeah. on the very bottom. That was, that was so obvious too. If you watch the races, you could see it like slowly 
migrate up throughout the weekend. Cup race was pretty crazy. I mean, yes. I counted at least eight blown right front tires. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cars that I work for, they had a band um, break, which band, caused the tire. What do you mean a band? The tire band inside the tire. One of the metal bands inside the tire. Oh, okay. Like a, like a steel belt. Correct. Band belt, you know, same thing. Yeah. But luckily we had that happen early ish in the race. But I'm going to tell you one thing from the cup race that I saw. I think he used up all of his luck just on Saturday night was Harrison Burton. It seemed like every time he had an issue when he blew right front or spun, it was happening just as a caution was coming out. So he never. Yeah, I noticed that. Like he would wreck and like Eric Almirola wrecked behind him. So there's a caution. Mm -hmm. And at one point he was the only car like one lap down or two laps down. So he got two free passes and like, dude, just like, just stuck with it. I think he finished in the top 15. I can't remember. Yeah. Off the top of my head. But yeah, that was a wild race. Wild weekend. Yeah, I shout made, out Chris Busher. Shout out Chris Busher. Possible friend pumped. of the possible friend of the program. We need to get him on post win. This will be a big part of his media tour, getting a wheelman of genius. Yeah, you have to. A second win, I guess, but first one in five years. Yeah. So maybe we will. Fellow Texan. It's always yep. good. I was standing up the whole last 10. I was like, come on, just, just get her to the end. Just get her to the end. That's all you got to do. I was pumped. But uh, I made my return to pit road. Oh, dusted, d- dusted off the old fire suit after a lengthy back injury. Shout out Timmy Hill for helping me out with that one. Yeah. Only, it only with, took with the recovery or the injury, the injury. It only took yeah, me yeah, yeah. 12 trips to the, uh, the chiropractor and about 600 bucks. Really? That much? Yeah. Dang, um, Shout out to Timmy Hill and his truck team for that. That, that ain't worth a damn. <laughs> so as a great tune-up to the, uh, you know, to getting back into it, I didn't pit the truck race Thursday. It was just too much logistical stuff when I was working until 6 o'clock. Stay over for the, the Xfinity race on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, I pitted for a car that was hopefully going to run pretty well but didn't um, they were the benefactor. Well, no, they weren't the benefactor. They uh, wrecked out at about lap 80. So I didn't even have to do one pit stop. Lap 80, lap 80. I don't know who that was. Lap 80. The unsponsored number five car, Brandon Brown. Oh, did they wreck? I thought they broke. I mean, something could have broke, but then he backed it in the wall. Oh, damn. That sucks. Yeah. He was pretty good in that car. Yeah, I mean, he, it was it was sporty. I think he, at one point he, he started like 14th or 15th. Yeah, he started ahead of me. I biffed my qualifying lap so bad. I was so pumped. I was fastest in the first practice or like the group A, which is the, the slower group. But, I mean, hell, we, we stayed top 10 overall on the board. And I might have tried to get a little too much. I might have done a little bit too much like uh, truck qualifying the day before. And just really sailor off in there and just didn't didn't work out how I planned. Yeah, I mean it, you'll have that. You'll get that on these big time deals. We're still top twenty qualifying, so yeah, I mean good race for you overall. You know, we keep talking about the there's a flight 
every time when you go on that racetrack for you, at least and for your team. Now you guys are comfortably above 30th, which means you're back in the money. Got a little yeah. bit more there. And you're slowly creeping up on that top 20 in driver points with yeah. Moffitt being out. So I mean, it's only mm-hmm. really a matter of time. Yeah. Plus LeBay is in the open car this week for. Mm-hmm. I think I'll um, make the race though. It's like, no, uh, they're all making the race. So. I don't think, I think it was 41 on the entry list or 40. No, no, no. It was 39 and uh, the 47 backed out. Oh, they got paid to stay home. I don't think they got paid to stay home, but maybe they did. But, good yeah. for them if they did. <laughs> New teammate for you this weekend? Well, mm-hmm. along, along with last weekend as well. Yeah. So Another Texas guy. Yeah. Going back to last week, you had Bobby McCarty as your pseudo teammate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's a guy who's won championships, tons of races, late model-wise. Mm-hmm. But this is like his first, his second foray into full body NASCAR stock car stuff. And he was struggling for lack of a better term is how, how do you approach that situation as you being an established, not a, yeah, you are established Xfinity driver. Like, you know how it should work, how it should turn and stuff. Do you ever just want to impart wisdom on someone like that? Or do you kind of just be like, well, they, the, their pedigree is large enough that they should know or where you at no, that, on that kind of that's stuff? That's tough because, like, like you said, he's a very successful race car driver, Bobby is. And I don't want to be the the guy who's like, well, this is what you got to do. You got to change how you're doing this, this, and this. Like, he's a good enough driver that he can learn. I think he did learn throughout the race. I actually – I saw him at a gas station after the race, and I was talking to him about it. And he was telling me – and uh it sounded like he was learning. He said he just made a couple mistakes and felt the car might have been a little bit too tight and maybe thought that, that we brought the car tighter for a first-time guy, which he's like, I understand that. He's like, I would too. He's like, so we just were freeing up the car all night. Um, he's never raced on any kind of traction compound stuff before too, which is big. Uh, not knowing how that stuff works and where to be in it, like when it starts wearing out and stuff like that, it's – it's tough to tough to figure out, to say the least. Um, especially, I mean, especially when you raced your whole life and never done it. So, like you, you think like you feel like you know everything you need to know, and then just, it throws this different curveball at you that you have no idea about. You know what I mean? So, I think a lot of it was just him figuring that out. If that stuff's not there, I think he figures it out a lot faster because it it takes a long time to get the confidence. Like, holy cow, like. I can hammer this stuff like truck race when it was fresh truck qualifying hammer it like hard as hard as you possibly can feels weird. I don't think I lifted in truck qualifying till I was in the PJ one. Uh, but just trying to figure that out is probably one of the biggest things. And then when you're trying to learn, then you got guys coming like, like, fast guys lead lap guys that just makes it tough and I mean, he made it to the end which is respectable at bristol for your, that being your second race ever so i thought you did well first actual race he didn't qualify his first attempt yeah yeah so that was interesting i'm guessing he'll be up at martinsville this weekend chasing the big money yeah yep so good luck to him there but now you got a whole different teammate a guy who's quite possibly the exact opposite who's you know been around the blog knows what he wants 
just a interesting deal there. What you guys got going? Plus, you guys made the announcement allegedly three cars next year. Yeah, I mean we we've talked about that, and I think it just the amount of people to what you need to run the car to the purse money you could obtain, especially if you could find somebody with a little bit of sponsorship coming to it. It's worth it. It's worth having that third car. Um, especially, I mean, it helps too going to like plate track, stuff like that. You have one more guy you can lean on and know is there. And so you can have three cars together that are solid. Like what we have at speedways, you can go to the back and chill. Like not worry yeah. about anybody else. It's just y'all, and y'all won't go a lap down. And at one Never point, you guys, down. before you were there, it was a four car team. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they've done it before. Just exactly. Just trying to find all those people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something that's shocking to me that I had no idea even existed that there was a casino in Bristol. Oh, here we go. I mean, here if there. If there was going to be one, I would find it. I got I got placed at a lovely Red Roof Inn. Uh, there was one of those good ones to where they put the uh, the air fresheners in the AC unit because they're trying to cover something up. You just can't figure out what it actually is. Yeah, dead body, dead animal. I think uh, they just got done bug bombing the on place. The floor. I think they just got done bug bombing the place because oh, I got... So- I mean, it's the options. Yeah. I mean, I got to my room and I finished watching the Xfinity race and cheered you on. And I was like, woohoo. Yeah. And then I turn around and look at my bed and there's like flies on it. I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) this is nice. Mold in the shower. We were at it was in, it was in Virginia. Oh, so now it wasn't. I was, I was quite the opposite way. Okay. But it was, I mean, but then, like, so the only problem with staying up in Bristol as a crew guy when you have the Saturday night race is you got to find something to do for three, four hours because you get kicked out of your 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 uh, hotel at 11. And you really – the track opened at 3.30 for us. And you're a PR guy, though, so you got to be there when the garage opens, right? Yeah. I mean, I got to be there on, on race day. I got to be there when the garage opens. Other days, not so much. Mm. Like Friday when we go to Texas, like I'll be there for the garage opening, but I don't necessarily need to be there for the end of it. Right. But so when you gotta you gotta you get kicked out at eleven, you don't need mm-hmm. to be the track till two thirty, three o'clock, because you can only get in at three thirty. Mm-hmm. You gotta find something to do. And someone had sent me a Snapchat the day before that they won a couple hundred bucks at this casino. So I'm like, oh, I'll go check it out. Maybe get some lunch. Checked it out. Nice little establishment. Made a couple bucks. Virginia side or Tennessee side? Virginia side. Okay. They took over. It looked like a mall. They took over a mall. Yeah. And just started renovating it. And I guess it's going to be the Hard Rock Bristol. I didn't even know that gambling was allowed in Virginia. Is that like a new law? It must must be. Must be. The Hard Rock Bristol? Hard Rock Bristol. Damn, we're going to stay there next year. Might as well. Do they have hotel rooms? Uh, not now. It's just it's a casino. just a casino right now. Hmm. 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 That's right, dude. But I did that for a couple hours and headed to the track. I got to the track at 2.30 because with Bristol, 
it's always important to get a good parking spot to try to get out. Mm-hmm. So I did not listen to the parking attendants. I parked uh, so that that far lot. I parked right on the road, like right right off the. So when you said far lot, for those who don't know, there's like three parking lots when you get to Bristol. They're right off turn three. There's like the close one to the to the racetrack, and then the middle one that you don't ever park in. Somehow I ended up in that one, and then there's the far one from the racetrack. Uh, did they try to put you in? But I hate trying to go to that one. So like after a race, I don't want to walk that far. But normally the far one is all of the crew people and mm-hmm. officials. But I got parked right on that road. They wanted to put me six or seven cars in. I said, no bueno. So I just kept driving and a bunch of other people had already started doing it. So I was probably row 10 up, but I was right mm-hmm. on the road. So it was a quick, well, not really a quick egress because they were holding the whole lot for an hour after the race, which sucks because then everyone who's parked in farther in is going to get to their cars. Cause normally with PR people, right. You snap your picture and you're sending out social media tweets, Instagrams and stuff as you're walking out of the racetrack to try to get home as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. But when you put that, you can't leave for an hour. Now picker guys are getting out there. Guys who have already gotten their stuff done are already out there. Mm-hmm. So it just, it just causes quite the kerfuffle. When it calamity. To, yeah. I had one of the team vans. I think it was one of the picker vans. They were literally pushing me down the hill, like not letting anybody in. There's a dent in the back of my bumper. Really? Where they were pushing on my, to try to get out. They were making contact. Yeah. The best thing though, I was sitting there, right? So I rushed out to my car and I just got in my car, drove, I got maybe a car length and a half out onto the road through it and park and then started changing. Well, uh, there was a car next to me on the other side of the road that was parked the opposite way. So everyone's parked down the hill. They are parked Mm -hmm. up the hill and it's this lovely couple with two children watching the race. And (laughs) the dad must've had a few brewskis because the mom was driving Mm -hmm. and I just hear, well, God damn, Rodney, if you want to eat four tons of food, you wouldn't be in this situation. <laughs> so I can only imagine what that guy was, was uh, doing. She does, he what. does not need his wife on him right there. He's going through it already. I promise yeah. you. <laughs> and he he's like, he looks sweaty and spun out and the kids are yelling Shirt in the backseat. <laughs> it was pretty damn close. I'm like, oh man, Rodney, I, I feel for you, bud. I rolled up my window and I, I cranked the AC up a couple more notches. I'm like, I don't want to. Kitty smells. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Nasty. But, I got uh, lucky. Somehow I got out of there quick. Now, I was in that middle thing. I guess I hung around for a little bit after the race, obviously, like pushed the car back. Well, yeah. I mean, for you, you, pro- eventually, you probably Did got out there when they just. In the truck. Yeah. Yeah. You probably got out there just at the hour. And it was the Xfinity race, like so. There's not as much traffic. Yeah. yeah. Even though my post race video kind of screwed up, I don't know if you noticed. What did you say? I didn't. No, it's not what I said. It's where I held my phone to film myself. You held that right, pop? right in front of the AC vent. Oh, so so it sounds like I'm in a wind tunnel. <laughs> yeah, we had a good car. It was a really good night. Yeah, it's great. 
but I was like, I'm too tired. I want to get out of here. I'm not redoing that. So yeah, because you got quite the long haul. Yeah, six hours. Well, six hour trip. Not, to the not beach. A, not a biggie. No. And then you were a part of the Dale Jr. Foundation um, stuff going on. Yeah, no, I kind of want to keep the gloves. I ran pretty good with them. I wish I didn't have to sell them. <laughs> and they were just cool. Too late. I They're wish already I could get some white ones. I know. I, w- I want to get some white ones with, with black skeleton on them. I wonder if I can just get those. I'm sure you can. Yeah, just go to Dale Jr. and be like, listen, man, like these are the best gloves I've ever had. I just want to keep and they them. Gotta, they got to make them is what I'm saying. Like somebody has to make them. I just want some white ones with the white with the black bones. That would be hard. You should have requested that. For, requested for next year. Next time, yeah, for sure. But one of our loyal listeners actually won the bid for your sunglasses. For your, your gloves. Yeah, my sunglasses. Your sunglasses, sunglasses, sunglasses. Yeah. Ain't nobody getting them sunglasses, son. Those Burberries. Yeah. I'm the only guy in the garage rocking uh, Maybe there's designer shades. Maybe hey, there's a reason. There is a reason because they can't pull them off like me. That's why. Not, you're not a common man anymore. Got to do something. <laughs> man gets one and a half sponsors and now he's too big time. I had the Burberries for that. Ah. I just saw them on TikTok. I'm like, damn, those are kind of, those are kind of fire. Let me go on and order them. But yeah, shout out to one of our loyal listeners that actually won those. So I think he's probably going to do something cool with them. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, Alcus Elster Car, what do we got this weekend? High V? High V. What you know about that High V? High V. Highvdeals.com. Swipe up. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to to Texas now. Actually, let's go back to Bristol. I have a funny story. So Bristol always has the uh the video or the walkout songs for the cup race. Mm-hmm. And I get to the I get to the hauler and not even five minutes after that, there's a official not official, but a track person from Bristol Motor Speedway. They go, Hey, uh, your driver didn't forward us any music. I'm gonna need a song for this person to walk out to. So I got to actually pick one of the driver songs for this weekend, this past week. Oh, really? Yep. Did you, did you go embarrassing or did you go cool song? I Well, I did something I thought was cool, but then when my driver showed up, he goes, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, how do you not what know what song? this is? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to reveal it because I don't even know who it is. Oh, well, no one can, no one's going to go back and look. People do. People will. People who listen to this podcast definitely will. Give me the genre. Rock and roll. Is it like a, looks like, so like a MX versus ATV type, uh, like a theme song? No, type it's of song? like 70s, 80s. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not bad. I wish, I, I wish Xfinity had that opportunity to pick the song. I'd pick a song every week. Yeah, but here's the thing: we're we were standing at the back on the back stretch, right? And we Mm -hmm. thought they just totally shipped it. They didn't even do it because normally they played over the PA system, Mm -hmm. right? So you can hear everyone's songs. But on the back stretch, you couldn't hear anything. I guess they were only playing it at the stage. That's weird. Yeah. No, yeah. The I don't know why Xfinity doesn't get walkout songs. We should get walkout songs every week. I'll I'll give them a new one every week. I mean, yeah, baseball players get the same walkout song every week, every yeah, bat. exactly. 
and I, but honestly, I would like change mine for like where I qualified. If I qualified good, I might have some different songs that I'm playing like a little more cocky sounding. But then if I suck ass in qualifying, I'll go with something more mellow. But now there's some good, there's some good intro songs. Like all the all 80s music, 80s rock and roll, 70s rock and roll has really, really good intros to their songs. Like the build up are really, really cool. You don't have that these days in music. Not the same. Tragic. Really don't. Like uh, a good a good intro to a song, a good walkout song would be uh, Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, is that is that your song? That's the one I was going to use if I qualified good. I didn't qualify quite as good, so I might not have called that audible. Uh, I, don't, I have a bunch of different songs that I can walk out to. I don't get tired, Kevin Gates. If I want to go the rap route. Uh, oh, there's a bunch of them you could go with. I have to go through my music. Like every time I'm driving to work, I'm like, oh, that'd be a good workout, or a good walkout song. I won't think about that anymore because we're past Bristol. But maybe they should do it somewhere else. They should do it everywhere. Yeah. Give, give me like some uh, future. I'll walk out to that. So looking looking ahead to Texas now, uh, what do you what do you expect in here in Texas? Home not really a home racetrack for you, but I mean it's it really uh, is honestly. If, if if we're talking in terms of home racetrack as in place I've raced the most in my life, this but it's not Coda is technically closer for you. Yeah, but I've raced. I grew up racing at TMS. Your first Xfinity practice, you wrecked down the backstretch. I didn't wreck. Didn't hit anything. Well, you spun. You wasted a set of tires. That was also when the track was slick as hell. If you got out of the off the bottom, that's when you ran the eight car. Yeah, and I was trying to let Austin Dillon go, and I don't know what kind of stuff they had going on in the back of that eight car, but the back and the the rear end housing was moving a lot more than anything else I've ever driven. So as soon as I lifted, I was just in the shit. So speaking of like the way back machine, um, you posted on Reddit today getting some questions to topics to talk about the most highly contested thing that was on there was they want to know the ins and the outs, the 24 seven of the track rats where you're like two and a half feet tall. Like Daniel I mean, yeah. and Kenzie are walking over the hill. They are completely over the hill and you haven't even shown up yet. Yeah. Like yeah. give us, yeah. give us the, I know we've talked about it, but give us like the full, backstory rundown on that thing all right i don't even know how it came about it started with daniel and kinsey and i was kind of like a late addition there actually was another kid and i'm pretty sure like i i replaced him you like you scored him was, like was, you were so much better well, than him no it's just because i was way younger i was way younger so are you sure different. you were way younger or were you just like way shorter no i was way younger i was way younger than everybody i raised you're like 10 years old at this point in time i was 12 you're 12 in that yeah because you look eight. I was 12, probably 13 for the second half of it. Oh, my God. How long was it? Uh, it took a while. We kind of started filming it towards the end of that summer, like summer shootout, Atlanta. Uh, they actually came down to Texas and did a race at Houston Motorsports Park, in which sucked. I should have won that race. I There used to be a ton of legend cars showed up at Houston Motorsports Park. 
and I was leading the race. I'm little kid. And I guess I wasn't following close enough to the pace cars. They'd like me to. So they sent me to the back with like 10 laps to go. And it's like 25 cars. And I finished second, like on the outside of the leader. But, and then they went and they came to, they came to my school and filmed, which was funny. Cause like they, uh, they had like, they wanted to do this little like scene where we're sitting at the lunch table or whatever. And uh, they wanted to get like, little okay. kids to act. They were, oh no, what it wasn't acting, but like I had to pick who I wanted to sit at the table. So it was like six people. So it was like me, my homie. And then like all the girls that I thought <laughs> that I wanted to sit over there, I asked them and they were all down, obviously. Yeah. And they wanted so they you to did. act as natural as possible and make it seem like it wasn't staged. Exactly. We like film. Cause you sat with, things. you like, sat with girls. We, we continuing on. We did this thing like in the classroom, like me presenting like a project and like I did the project about racing. So like that worked out naturally came to my house and filmed. Uh, was old Rico still, was Rico around no, at that Rico, point? Rico was not around. Hurley was my other great Dane. Uh, we had. Because that's about the same height, right? That's about the same height you were? Not quite, not quite. A we used bit, to have a half pipe in my backyard. The dog was taller. So, oh my God. I, I was short. Like, no shit. I was short. I was 12 years old. Anyway. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was like. I'm just saying you're foot. interrupting me and you're trying to ask me about this. And you're interrupting me. Like, oh, you were short? Oh, yeah. You were short when you were young. All right. Pr- you proceed. Hey, you know what? I'm just going to turn the microphone off and yeah, I'll do just that. let you go. Anyways, we had a half pipe in my backyard. So like I invite some of my friends I skateboarded with, but like film that. Uh filmed like eating dinner and like weird stuff like that around my room. I used to have a gnarly, gnarly, gnarly country accent. Like really, really bad. And in that scene where we're like eating dinner, it's very, very apparent. And then went to Nationals at Lanier National Raceway. Where we qualified on the pole. Youngest kid to ever do that in the pro division, by the way. Uh, and then we were leading the race, and somebody's muffler like came off, and I hit it, knocked a hole in the oil cooler, and I was out. And that was the end of the show. But like the whole show was like built around these nationals and like the build up going into the nationals. And I was qualified on the pole and was going to win the race. But a muffler got in my way, which sucked ass. I was so pissed because I was I was the youngest ever qualify on the pole, and I would have been the youngest ever win it. And the person before me that was the youngest was Joey Logano, but didn't get to work out like that. So how many episodes were there? There was like I think there was like six episodes, and there were like For like two three per minutes. Person. Right. Yeah, they're they're like mini episodes. They're they're the shows between the shows. So, so how many was, episodes cool. were? How many episodes were you in? I mean, I was probably in all. Of them. I don't remember how the episodes broke down. Do but, you uh, have Do you have them like recorded anywhere? I don't know. My mom might have them on DVD or something. Da yeah. How many? So, like, production-wise, was it just like one dude with a camera? No, 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 no. This was like a serious. This was a serious like production. 
like uh, they'd have us wired with mics and everything at all the racetracks. They had it wired. Oh, this is a funny story, actually. They had me wired with a mic at Lanier. And after I hit the, the that muffler, I didn't know where the oil was coming from. In in the car, you were you were mic. I up. had a mic on in the car. Yes. And uh, I'm in there just cussing up a storm. Like there's fucking oil on the track. This is like f this, f that, f this. And uh, I'm 12 at the time. And the audio guy like, walked up to my dad and like, hey, like you know Bailey, like I'd never really seen him like act like this, but he's a uh, He's going off on the radio or on the on the mic right now. And I don't know why they didn't say anything to anybody. Now that I think about it, like he should have went and told somebody. But uh yeah, I was cussing up a storm. We're driving back the next day. And uh my dad's like, hey, so they heard on the audio on your mic that there, you said there was oil on the trace racetrack. And I was like, Yeah. And they're like, they said you knew exactly what kind of oil too. And he was like, and I was like, I, I, I don't know. He's like, mother something oil. And I'm like, I don't know, mother trucking oil? I don't know what they're talking about. But, uh, yeah, that was actually an okay trip back after a tragic race because that uh, that day as well, uh, we were sitting there at Cracker Barrel, and we were kind of, I don't know, I guess we were all down, but we were messing with each other, throwing throwing food at each other in the Cracker Barrel. My dad was throwing corn at me. He went to the bathroom before he left. I took his straw out of his to-go tea and stuck it in some mashed potatoes and gravy and, like, slurped up a bunch into the straw. It was a white straw, so you couldn't see it. And then I stuck it back in his tea. It was great. It wasn't until, like, 10 minutes down the road that he even took a sip. But the guy, like, my crew chief guy, before my dad even got into his lips, was like, Bailey, he's doing it, he's doing it. I think I actually we told that story with JC whenever he was on, but that was that same trip. So, well, it sounds like yeah, you had it all ranch. figured out. Yeah. All right let's let's go to the comments and whatnot on the post. Let's just give me a second here. I've been I talking for twenty minutes and you couldn't get to the comments. Well, I was just listening. It was a great listen. The first one is specifically for you, Bailey. Um, it's Whataburger. Or in and out. You're an idiot. You probably commented that this Whataburger every time. It's not Whataburger. Are we, are we are we gonna are we gonna do the the taste? I test? mean, we we'll have to figure out the logistics. But I'm, I mean, I'll go. I eat mean, what are you doing? What are you doing Friday? Tech and hanging out. Wow, that seems like you're. Yeah, you're so. I'm going to dinner Friday night. So. Ooh, with who? The fam. Oh. Uh, the question are drivers for the most part pretty open talking to one another as in you talking to different drivers about setups racecraft stuff like that yeah pretty much I mean there's there's definitely clicks it's just like anything else like I'm friends with some drivers and I'm not friends with some drivers and it's not like that I have any anything against those people but i just don't ever hang out with them i don't know them so i talked to the guys i knew now weatherman uh vargas josh williams people that i've known mason massey people i've known forever people don't realize this but like it's funny a lot of people that i race with in the race with at this level that i race at this level i raced with when i was like 12 
Josh Williams, Kyle Weatherman, Mason. I raced with Mason Massey when I was like nine. I raced with the Bassett brothers when I was like nine. Chad Fincham, raced with him when I was a little kid. Bubba Wallace, Daniel Hemrick, uh, Chase Elliott, even a little bit in Legends Cars. It's like everybody. It's funny. Which driver do you think can run the fastest 40? Uh, me. I don't think that. I doubt that. Who, who else could? Who else could? Who else could? Wow. Think about this. Think about this. Think about how many people that are in NASCAR that only did NASCAR, never played sports. Uh, I'd say about 95% of them. Yeah, exactly. I'm just trying to go through the Xfinity field and uh, think of one person. I'm going to go with probably Ty Gibbs. No. He's, he's, he's never played sports in his life. Yeah. Well, I think he played football. Uh, he might have played football when he was a little kid, though. Like, uh, he, was he, might have, he might have a decent 40, but I, he's actually he's tall. He's decently tall, but like. What was the last know. time you played a sport competitively? Uh, last week? No. Like, organized. I don't know, man. A while ago. High school. Exactly. I used to be able to run I, like I take a, it back. In college, I played intramural <laughs> football and intramural mm, soccer. That doesn't count. It kind of does. It gets pretty intense. In the I think the, league. the last time I ran a 40, it was a, a 4.85. And I used to, like, even when I went to UNC Charlotte, I used to go play pickup basketball at the rec all the time. Oh, yeah, that really gets you for the 40. Okay, well, I'm just comparing to people who have played sports and probably hadn't played since high school or middle school, probably. All I'm going like to say – a professional race car driver. All I'm going to say on this topic is I guarantee watching all of you try to run would probably be the best thing ever. Like watching Weatherman try to run, he just no, doesn't I, – I could. I would smoke anybody in the 40, and I, I honestly believe that. Like watching some of the goofy gates that these people have while they walk – that's just how they walk. Like, I think Weatherman would I, might be one of the slowest. Maybe he didn't, he never really played sports. Like he's been a purely racing guy his whole life. And that's how a lot of people are. So I want to see Harmon run the 40. He might have, he might have wheels, dude. You, never, you never know. You never know. He's got the juice. Um, Who's a modern day wheel man that you look up to Kyle Larson probably Kyle Larson Kyle Bush they're just the best I think they're the best at getting everything out of it I would say Larson yeah I mean he's in fact he goes I mean, runs everything I like to see him I, the one thing like I wish Larson would do is I wish I could see him on like a straight rail super late I feel like that's something he's never done I'd like to see how he does in that it's probably be I mean, good but me curious. personally like if we're looking at a full career, I'm going with JJ Yaley just because of what he's done previously, not NASCAR yeah. wise. Coming from where I come you from, say, yeah. Um, so you being an, as an Xfinity driver, are you holding off on trying to move up to Cup because of the next gen issues, or is it more just there's nothing available? Nothing available. I mean, nothing worthwhile. I'd go running. I'd go running run next gen car. I could get paid as a cup driver. Yeah, I'd probably go do it. Uh, but you're not I bringing. Really care, I don't really care about the safety. You're not bringing your X amount of sponsorship dollars 
to race one cup race? No. No, nah, I just think that's pointless. I think okay. that's pointless. Why? I, what for? What for? To what run? Reason? I don't know. You've done just it in to, the past. Just, just to say, just to say you did. Yeah, pretty much. It doesn't seem like there's any point to that. If someone wants me to come drive a one-off race, I'll come do it. But I'm not going to pay to. Um, this is probably a good one for you. What is your overall favorite NASCAR video game? Ah oh, man. Dirt, uh, dirt to Daytona. Probably that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, it's it's hard to beat, dude. Honestly, I liked uh, Total Team Control. I think that was 06. Total Team Control was good as well. Which but one? 07? 07 was hard when they came out. The CO, it was the first game with the COT. That game was hard. It was the first one that came out on PlayStation Three, and it was the first one with the COT car in it. And that game was impossible. Like, were you in there changing setups and springs and all Not that when stuff? I was a kid. I, I will now. Like, I said, I, I had Dirt Daytona on the PS2, and I used to go crazy on the, on the setups. Actually, I take that back. When I was really little and I played Sprint Cars Road to Knoxville, I know it's on a NASCAR game. But I would be changing the setup on those things drastically. Yeah, my favorite thing was to use all my tear-offs within the first five laps and then deal with the consequences after. My favorite thing on sprint cars with the Knoxville was to run the modifieds at that quarter mile track and put as many cars in the racetrack as you can, set the difficulties high as you can, start last, try to win. And then once you get good at that, start last, try to win and lap the field. <laughs> so this is a question I don't think I've ever seen before when we do stuff like this. Your steering wheel preferences. Do you prefer a smaller wheel, bigger wheel? Uh, everyone kind of uses an, an MPI for the most part. I don't even know what the measurement on the one I use is. Actually, well, is it says, it, it's not mine. It's theirs. Is it a big it's wheel like, or small wheel? I'd say it's middle of the road. I have no idea. I've used a small wheel at like road courses and stuff just for a, a faster feel, but I don't, I did that once this year and I kind of don't like the changing back and forth. I'd rather just stay with what I got. So we got a fan in the Twitch chat and they say um, there's be a burger testing center at the infield campground at TMS. If we want to come do a test. So just let us know what campsite will possibly show up. Yeah. So do you prefer a quicker box or a slower box or is it racetrack dependent? Racetrack dependent. I mean, I don't want to go to Daytona with an eight to one, but I don't want to go to Bristol with a 16 to one either. Uh, if I could get like a six, I'd prefer that. I like road courses in Martinsville. So really, really yeah. intense. Just, I mean, it's just easier for people who don't know the smaller, the number, the quicker the box. Yeah. I mean, a six to one is like fast. It's a fast box, but I mean, I run like an eight to one at Bristol and road courses and, Martinsville places like that but I pretty much run a 10 everywhere else and we run a 12 at uh speedways I wish I'd I'd rather run a a 16 no power steering at speedways just for the extra horsepower it'd be hard to dodge a crash because you can't dodge a crash and you can't don't get in one it's pretty tough pretty tough to do so what's what's the strategy going to be at Texas this week 
Uh, just go to the front like normal. Yeah, I mean, I, if you start overthinking your strategy at a mile and a half, like, like what are what are we worried about? Like, got to get stage points or whatever. Now you just go run the best race you can. They get the best finish you can. Same as every other week. So another another question. Uh, what needs to realistically happen for a guy like you to hit it big and get a competitive cup ride? Uh, getting really good stuff and win races. It's really what it comes down to. I mean, if you look at like a Ross or even a Ryan Priest, that's what they did is they, they ran for a lower team for a long time gotten something, won some races, proved their worth, got a ride. Uh, I know the answer to this question. And I mean, but... and there's other things too. I mean, there's, I mean, if you look at someone like Alex Bowman who ran for a long time and became the Hendrick Sim guy, and then he got his job that way. It's something like that. Or you could bring a boatload of money, but that's just not an option for me. So. Do you have much say in your paint schemes? No. I wish I did. I wish I had more. I wish I could say like uh, certain stuff, but I don't. Like, there's certain designers that I really like that, uh, not the ones that we have I don't like, but there's certain ones that I really like, like a Blackbeard or someone like that, like who makes really, really cool stuff, stuff that I like that I wish yeah. I could use sometimes. Now, it was announced yesterday or two days ago that you will be back in the four car. Or at JDF. I don't know if you're going to be the four car. But I'll be the four. Do you want to walk through that process or do you want to keep that more? Uh, John kept me in Bristol. was like, hey, do you want to run here next year? And I was like, yeah, sure. You, say, you said, yeah, sure? Yeah, I said, yeah, sure. What I meant was, yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, sure, sir. So you are going to race for him next year? Yeah, that's the, that's the plan right now. Race no, him you're supposed to say yes, sir. Race him like at a full-time capacity and maybe run some other stuff here and there. That's good. Um, so does that bring some stability to you for the off season and stuff? Cause I know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's just trying to hustle and find stuff. Yeah, definitely. I mean, luckily we've been able to have good partners come in this year and hopefully they'll stick around for next year. And it just made, it takes pressure off everybody. So it gives everyone a plan. I mean, cause like I say at this time last year, I didn't like, I was just getting over here to run those races. Right. And I remember and now, how excited you were about that. And now like it's, and I mean, I, I didn't know if I'll be here full time last year until December, even I had a feeling, but I wasn't sure about it. So to be able to have it even sooner is, is really nice. So do you think Johnny's going to, you know, lean on you next year? Probably cause you're going to be the quote, like the house driver. I mean, I guess so. I mean, that's kind of what I feel like I am now, too. You know, Wayno. Wayno yeah. Jr. Yeah. Maybe you should get Spud on your team next year. He kind of is. But not, not he, really. He does, he does the pull-down and stuff in our car every week. So, um, if you had the opportunity to run, like, the Larson schedule. Yeah. Would you do it? Would you do it? Oh, yeah. Sprint cars, oh, yeah. everything. Oh, yeah. You think you could win? If I was in good stuff, yeah. Like, you think you could go get into a 410 wing sprint car right now 
and win first race now. Like you're going to get in the Paul Silva stuff and just go. Maybe eventually, but not right now, no. I mean, hell, Kyle Larson doesn't win every week in those. He wins a lot, but it's not every week. Yeah. And he's, like, pretty damn good, so. And there also was a comment. If about, I ran the Larson schedule and ran that many, I might win one, and that's it. Which more is than zero. It's more yeah. than zero. Um, there was a comment specifically for me, so I'm going to address it. Okay. No, I, I was not on Joey Gase's pick crew when they put lefts on the right. I was not. That was not me. I wanted. I want that to be known. That's. I think I, I was saw that comment too. I think I was on that team at one point, but I wasn't that week. So I just wanted. I just wanted to clear the air on that one. Yeah. It wasn't you? It was not. It me. wasn't me. Wasn't you? I remember uh, that. That was funny. One of the last ones is, I guess, what is the. How are the bigger teams just making more speed than the small teams? Uh, I'll say first thing, honestly, engine. I mean, they're rolling out with like a, a, a JGR, Junior Motorsports, Stuart Haas. They have 30 more horsepower than us every week, at least. Our good motors are, are within 30 of theirs, maybe. That's big when you're racing at a mile and a half racetrack. Uh, then they got tunnel time. They have engineers. They have everything where we got what we got. We got our people. We got our people, and uh, we do the best we can with what we got. If we could get tunnel time, if we could get all that stuff, I think we could be right there, but it just costs money. And those guys spend the money. Those guys spend way more money than us. And uh, I mean, that's why their stuff's nicer. They have newer stuff every week. They have, you know, they're replacing brakes every week. They're getting the latest, greatest stuff every week. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and they have 30 people to work on one race car or whatever it might be to get everything absolutely perfect, everything as light as it can be, everything down to the nth degree of the best. And uh, really, on my team, the four car, we have Wayne, Wayne three, uh, myself, Spud helps, uh, KD, Curtis Davis helps, like he puts engines in and stuff for us, and then we have a fabricator at the shop. Shout out Curtis Davis. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. KD, son. Does he have a engine department? Is he? Does he have a pretty big role? Yeah, yeah. He he literally he's the head of he's like the head of the engine stuff. Like he puts all the engines in all the cars. Uh, He takes them, puts them on the dyno, goes through all that stuff. Uh, He won't let anybody else put an engine in the car. Like it's it's always him. He wants to be the sole guy doing it, so nothing can get forgotten you know and he's solely responsible mm-hmm. so are you gonna have a big presence at texas this weekend whole whole damn fam gonna be there uh probably yeah i remember bunch of my friends can't come which sucks but man, i remember pulling in for some reason i had to stop at credentials last year mm-hmm. and i pull up and there's a bcr sticker on the back window of a jeep I'm like, does this whole place just love Bailey? And it just turned out to be your mom. Yeah. 
pretty much how it goes. But I look forward to Texas because that's well, I'm not gonna say I look forward to Texas. <laughs> because one time I got stuck there till Wednesday. And I was just living off of Bucky's brisket tacos for about four days. Mm-hmm. So terrible memories there. Nothing but terrible memories. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. I mean, I, I like Texas. I'm here and they're going to reconfigure it. I heard somewhere else they're going to reconfigure it uh, last week. So we'll see what that looks like. I think they got to just put six degrees more banking at the top of one and two, let it rip. I think that's all you got to do. Yeah, because you, you can't do to make it work. You can't do the route of Atlanta, which is I'm afraid is what they're going to do, and I don't want that at all. Like I, I hate that. It just takes the driver out of it. it takes driver away. It takes driver yeah. away. Adds luck and equipment. Like and that's it. I mean, it is what it is. if you're a good plate racer, that's good, I guess. I mean, I guess you can. it helps you out. I'm not a great plate racer, so I'm not a huge fan of it. Yeah, I don't think you've finished one yet. I finished. I think you finished one. I had damage. I don't think you've I mean, ever finished, finished clean. I, no, I haven't. I really haven't, which sucks. It's bad. <laughs> However, you just started doing plate races like last year? Last year, yeah. Like last year, Daytona was your first plate race in a cup. No, I ran Talladega the year before. In an Xfinity car? In truck. Yeah, and this whole side of that truck is sitting up in your apartment because you wrecked it. I mean, I wrecked it. I wrecked it. When you say I wrecked it, it makes it sound like, oh, you spun out and backed in the fence. No, like I was in a big wreck. I mean, I don't know what, what else there is to do when you're in those situations. You crumpled the roof. You've never been there. Yeah, that that wreck hurt too. Yeah, I was there. That's, I was on your pit crew. You weren't in the truck. What I'm saying. No, that but was, I was the one wreck there. that actually hurt. When they were like, "Bailey, are you okay?" on the radio, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm fine." Knocked the wind out of me so bad. Also, let's see a little pep in your step at the driver intros this week. I might have more just because I'm like, I it sucks walking out and like everybody's like, oh, which I guess that's a product of me not starting twenty third. Well, I mean, I was starting 20th, you know, right? Like, no, I'm saying, like, on average, it's about 23rd. Yeah, I know if I quit screwing up qualifying. Anyway, uh, when no one, like, reacts or anything, it's like, oh, yeah, what's up? Screw y'all, too. I don't care oh, about y'all, either. I got a question <laughs> for you. Did you even see Noah Gregson giving you the thumbs down? No, he was trying to tell me to get to the bottom, it seemed like. I watched, I saw the video. No, he was trying to tell you to get down, but then he gave you thumbs down. Oh, uh, yeah. Like lap know. one, I he's mean, like, it, get it, down. He, he can go. He can drive uh, my car, and I'll drive his, and we'll see uh, who's on the bottom more. <laughs> but in that situation, you're not going to throw up on yourself twice. No. Hope not, at least. Probably not. So. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, is there anything in the Twitch comments? Uh, I've kind of covered everything except for the chili bowl okay. ride comment. I, we're still working on that. That's in, we're, we're, we're talking with people. We're not, yeah. we're not, I've kind of gotten over the fact that I just don't really want Bailey to drive anymore for free. He's going to bring sponsorship. Yeah. 
Well, I think that's going to do it for tonight. Then that's a that was a that's great not, it's, it's not over. Someone's telling me to look at the Twitch comments, and there's nothing in there apparently. So, uh, well, who's telling you to look in the Twitch comments? Don't worry about it. Um, no, that's it. That's yeah, it is. That's it for the episode. I, that, that has me aggravated. What does? Uh, I don't know if I like. I don't know if I have, if, I, if I like the Twitch thing. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, to all of our Twitch followers, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's it for Women of Genius today this week. I mean, really, I don't have much else to talk about. We 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 kind of talked about it all. Uh, and we were definitely nowhere near an hour here. Which well, that's that's false because the Twitch stream was at fifty nine minutes. So. All right. Well, that'll do it, folks. From uh, Women what episode was this? Forty six. Oh 46. man, the Cole Trickle episode. Damn, it was a cool I didn't even think about that in the beginning. Well, here, we'll just splice it from here. I'm not splicing anything. And then they can put it at the beginning. Yeah, we'll see if they do that. Yeah, I mean, I can't think of anything else. I mean, Texas is standard. BHT, dealing with that. Yeah, listen, people, we're in a stretch of 10 consecutive race weekends. We're all starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. This is about as much enthusiasm as you're going to get out of me. Yeah. All right, yeah, uh, uh, well, we'll call it here. We'll see y'all next week. Hopefully uh, come off another good run and uh, have a little more to talk about. See y'all. Bye. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.